Welcome to another episode of our deep dive recap. And we are going to be talking about the list from Pitchfork's top 200 songs of the 2010s. This segment that we did this past Saturday was from 189 to 180. Uh, Again, if you are not following us uh, on Instagram, make sure you're doing so by uh, following us on ReflexPod underscore radio. There is where you'll get all the up-to-date information and as well as additional content that pertains to the shows. We are going to get started with just a little bit of kind of the songs we did for the pre-show. And pre-show is about 10 to 15 minutes before the show actually starts. I hop on the broadcast and uh, just kind of practice the mixing and the audio just to fine-tune it. So if you catch it a little bit early, you probably heard some of these songs. But a collection of these songs are just songs that I like, I find interesting. And uh, the ones I played on the pre-show was uh, Kurt Viles' Rollin' With The Flow. It's a, it's a uh, cover. And that is off of his Bottle It In album from two years ago. I went with a band from Australia named Kiwi Jr. The song is Salary Man and the album is Football Money. It came out last year. I then After that, I played one of our tracks that we played during our Bandcamp breakdown, shows that we do every Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, so make sure you're not missing those either. But one of the songs I liked the most out of that breakdown was this band from Atlanta, Georgia, named Heavenly Girlfriend. Uh, the song is Please. And then I wrapped it up with another uh, Bandcamp breakdown artist that we had, and it was Monsieur V. Shame. So that was just to get the warm-up in, play a couple of those songs. If you haven't given those a listen, make sure you do. Those are some great tracks that we played, and we will, without any further ado, start with 189. 189 is uh, J Balvin, Willie William, Mi Gente remix featuring Beyonce from 2017. Now, if you went through 2017 and not hearing this song once, I don't know what you were doing because this song blew up everywhere. And it was, you know, right when uh, I feel like this rise in Latin music, especially like, you know, Bad Bunny, J Balvin, like, that demand for that kind of sound was like skyrocketing like crazy. Um, I mean, we, we saw it in previous like previous like times, but we were taking like the beats from it. So like you'd hear a lot of like, you know, the rhythms, the Latin rhythms that rappers or even other popular artists would, uh, you know, take part from or, you know, kind of use that soundscape to their, you know, curate that to their specific sound that the band or that individual artist already had. But this, I felt like, was a huge, like, not only national, but international hit. And I think adding Beyonce to the track just really exemplified that world dominance of this song. And, I mean, the song is literally just five vocal notes, just that, and it just repeats over and over again, and it just, like, just gets ingrained in your skull, and and actually, this song became the first all-Spanish song to reach the top of Spotify's global top 50 charts as well. So that's crazy that it's, uh, I guess Spotify hasn't been around for a really, really long time from a, you know, from a, like a huge music industry perspective. But for an all-Spanish song, like for that to be the first one to reach the top 50 charts, 
I guess all Spanish is the like uh, caveat for that. I bet there was a lot of other songs that uh, you know had Spanish in it, but it wasn't all Spanish. But again, you know, really great track. I mean, if you want to listen to the original, listen to the original as well. But the remix with Beyonce, and you know, she's she's speaking Spanish, and her Spanish is pretty good as well. And then uh, giving her, you know, southern flows as well, you know, representing Texas and everything like that. So, again, 189, J Balvin, Willie William, Mi Gente Remix with Beyonce from 2017. Up to 188, we had Future, and uh, I think it was off the Hendrix album. And the song is Incredible as well from 2017. The Toxic King himself talking about a romance that he wants, you know, just to have back. He wants you to, you know, stay and he wants to spoil you. Kind of uh, the lyrics kind of go that route, which is different from Future. But I feel like, you know, it's really easy going simple vocal chorus, backing synths, high up bass tones. Um, it's a good feature. It's a good Future track and I, I like it because it's different. I feel like a lot of future stuff can sound very similar throughout each of the tracks. Like this past, what was this past album he had? High on High on Life. I mean that was a decent that was a decent album. I really liked it. But I mean, if you're listening to it track for track, you know down the list, it it can kind of get redundant at a little bit at times. So it's nice to you know have this one that kind of sticks out from all the other ones. Then we went to 187 with a very, very powerful song from Tom York. If you don't know who Tom York is, he is the front man for Radiohead. And the song is from Anima uh, from 2019. The song is Dawn Chorus. Now this song is an ode to Tom York's longtime partner who passed away back in 2016. And this is definitely a tone setter for the entire album. If not, you know, this focal point of the album is Don Chorus. The term Don Chorus comes from the sound that birds make at sunrise during mating season. And he uses this and kind of critiques it and criticizes this like organic romance that he, you know, looks, you know, swinging his fist at in the air. And honestly, it's just a longing. I think it's one of those tracks where he's upset because he doesn't have that anymore. And it's a very building song. The song is constantly moving. It, it's it's a progression. It's slow. It's steady. But I think that just draws out the pain that this individual was in. And it's crazy to see how much pain and tragedy can make it such a great song. Again, Tom York. Don Chorus from 2019 off of the Anima album. 186, we had Skepta. The song was Shut Down from 2015. And if you weren't listening to last week's, we had um, Big For Your Boots, uh, another artist uh, from the UK. That was the song. And uh, it was Stormzy is the artist that played that. So Stormzy, Big For Your Boots, we played last week. This is going along the lines of that as well. It's a, you know, London grime rap uh, track. And Skepto, you know, was playing all over the UK at this time. was kind of paving his own way and kind of becoming, you know, into the mainstream per se. And I think what helped him bring him to the mainstream is he actually 
performed with Kanye West at their like they have like the Grammys or the Emmys and uh, I don't know a musical award show. I can't remember the name specifically, but it's for UK artists specifically. And Kanye West had a performance where he played the song all day. Skepta was in it, so I think that really helped him get into more of the mainstream through there. Also, what's really funny is that in this track, he samples a um, a uh, what you call it, not a reporter, a host that was talking after the show, the award show, about how that performance she felt uncomfortable because there was people in hoods, and she felt like that that wasn't necessary. She felt like it was. Uh, she didn't. She said she like didn't feel safe or she felt like really uncomfortable. And I think it's, you know, going and he kind of dives deep into that. Like, oh, well, like, you know, sorry that like black guys in hoods on stage make you feel uncomfortable. Kind of uh, use that sample to, towards that rhetoric. So, again, that was really cool. It reminded me a lot of whenever when Kendrick Lamar's song DNA came out and he sampled that CNN reporter saying that like rap music was more dangerous than gang violence. Uh, it's one of it's like in that same epitome of using those uh, quotes to fit their uh, message of the song. Again, that was 186 Skepta, Shut Down from 2015. 185, we had Sharon Van Etten off of uh, the song is 17 from 2019. And I, whenever this song came out, I listened to it nonstop. It was the song for me in 2019. I really enjoyed that album. I can't remember the album off the top of my head right now, but it was a really good album. Make sure you give it a look. But this one, like, you know, it's a slow chorus, moving vocals. It's almost, it takes a while for actually, like, it to pick up. Like, the first, like, 15 seconds, I thought, my like, <laughs> I thought like my phone or I thought the stream that I was listening from was like broken because it was like, I could see the ticker like pl- counting the seconds, but I couldn't hear any music coming out of it. So it's kind of weird through that, but it picks up and it's very like, you know, moving forward, progressing forward. And the guitar is like always building, but it never like bursts until the end where, you know, it bursts with the chorus her voice is amazing and she kind of, you know, sings this um, kind of nostalgia, you know, about being 17 and, uh, you know, having being carefree and not, uh, you know, letting people's opinions uh, get to her that much. So, you know, that that was a very powerful message that she has in the song. Again, that was 185, Sharon Van Etten, 17 from 2019. And now we go into 184. And it this man needs no introduction. It is Frank Ocean with Chanel from 2017. And I love this song because uh, he lays everything out in this song. Like, all of his talents, his rapping, his singing, the way he likes to make hooks, the way he changes the beats, are literally all in this song. He raps, his singing is amazing. The way he switches the beat and changes the hooks, there's like two different hooks there's like multiple there's like two different choruses. It's almost like two different songs in this track. And it's so awesome to see that that multifaceted 
way he can tell a story and he can deliver a message. And I think Chanel, you know, with, you know, Blonde along with his discography just as a whole, like shows that growth of a artist and as a musician and as a storyteller ultimately. And I think Chanel definitely is one of my favorite. Kind of going off on this one a little bit because it, this is definitely my favorite Frank Ocean song, just period. And uh, I really actually think it should have been ranked higher. But 184 will be, that's where it will be at right now. And uh, again, Chanel 2017 by Frank Ocean. Please, 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 if you have not listened to this song or even Blonde or even Channel Orange, uh, go back even further than that. Uh, give him a listen. I know he makes songs every like four years, so make sure that uh, you make sure you listen to his previous album and previous songs to keep up with the wave. One eighty three, we had Young M A with Ooh. Oh, it's three O's, three U's, so it's Ooh from twenty sixteen. And I like this track, Young M A. It's really cool. She like is bringing like, queer rap to the forefront. And she's not afraid to, you know, deliver that message. She is braggadocious, just like any other rapper would be. But it's just, you know, uh, through that lens uh, of her, you know, sexual orientation and her life experiences as well. And it's still a, it's still a banger. It's still a freaking banger. And I think it's great that she can go out and say that and the rap game is just over here scratching their heads not knowing what to think about it or what to do because I feel like the rap game I mean it's first of all it's very male dominated and so for being a female and being a gay female I think that is just you know more of a subculture of that genre that artists come out of and I think she just comes at it and just totally kills it she, the beat is great She's her flow is tight and it's very sound and it's also meaningful. It's not like her just saying like, you know, pointless things. I mean, she has good flows. She has good bars on that. So, again, Young M A, ooh from twenty sixteen. Please again give this all give all of them a look as well. Like these are these are some great albums. The more we get into these records, the farther down we go, we can see more rather than them being like. Oh, this is a good song. I like this song. This song is nice. It sounds good. Now we're starting to get a little bit deeper into those songs of meaningfulness. Like, oh, wow. Like, you know, the, the purpose of the song or the song itself, like uh, rhythmically and melody wise is not the only reason why it's ranked high on this list. Now we're starting to get on the, all right, the significance and importance of it. And what other artists next to go after that? rant that I just did, then 182 Beyonce XO from 2013, this song is, this track in this album is amazing, straight up, this is really good, and um, I thought it was really awesome when I was doing research into this album, or in this song, is that she actually had a sinus infection during this time, so it just makes it that much better that, you know, she was going through the sickness while also recording this track, also, you can kind of tell because she doesn't really do her wailing, singing. The singing is not like the super big forefront in this song. And honestly, it might have been because 
she wasn't feeling well and she couldn't really want to, she didn't want to hit those notes without being 100% it sounding good. So honestly, I think it does the song justice. I think it sounds better with her kind of taking a step back and letting her lyrics do the being the forefront of the song rather than her you know you know her singing her great singing the way she changes tone tones and changes notes like crazy like that's why i think it does really good uh there's balance i would say into this track and i think uh this place of like joy and sorrow that plays behind this slow building track like brings her you know kind of brings something different and I think that's really cool to see from Beyonce because every time you see Beyonce, she's always usually featured in something that's already that's already successful. She's that kind of artist where she she doesn't be really need to be making crazy different songs. She could be making the same kinds of songs and people will still be buying her albums. People will still be listening to her. I mean, I would still be listening to her. And I think to do something like this, I think is really cool. So again, that is Beyonce XO from 2013. And then 181... From 2016, we have Migos, Bad and Bougie, featuring little Uzi Vert. Now, same thing with J Balvin. 2016, if someone in the street went up to you and said raindrop and you did not say drop top, I question you to the fullest extent because this was literally taking over the airways. I remember I could not go to any other, you know, bar, restaurant, or you know, anywhere I was going to and like not hearing this song played, you know, at the bar or at, uh, at the club or anything like that. I remember this was constantly being played. And honestly, this was the first time I was exposed really to Little Uzi Vert. So uh, I really liked his, his verse. It's very different. And I thought that was really cool. And actually that helped me get more into his back catalog. And I kind of got into him through this song. And all, honestly, this is what helped Migos get into per se the mainstream with culture and the the culture too that came out afterwards um i mean they had versace they had uh fight night they had a t-shirt they had other songs but i feel like this one was was like the final like all right they are legit they're staying here for a while you know they're not gonna go away and it was crazy to see them after culture and culture too to kind of they all you know take off did his own thing offset did his own thing uh, Quavo uh, did his own thing, which they all sounded okay, like doing their own thing. But I mean, nothing's gonna beat them being in a group. I just remember in Culture Two, I think it was like, wasn't it like an hour and a half album? Like it was crazy long. I don't, I don't really remember. I just remember like only listening to like a couple of them. I remember Stir Fry was a good one. I really liked that one. But again, Migos, Bad and Bougie from 2016 with Little Uzi. You know, not only did it impact our you know, musical landscape, it impacted our memes, freaking, uh, academics asking to, uh, offset if he was, why he was left off of bad and bougie, <laughs> this creating this crazy conspiracy about how he was left off of bad and bougie and, you know, all the memes that we have of him just looking dumbfounded and not being able to hear him across the room and then Joe Button just getting pissed off. So, you know, going back, you know, musically great culturally it changed our memes so respect to that now we go with the last song which is 180 and it is sons of kimmet and the song is my queen is harriet tubman from 2018 off of the album your queen is a reptile now off this album 
Each track covers a significant black icon with the phrase, my queen is. So every single song on this album is, my, you know, my queen is this, my queen is that. And it just that's how the entire track list is. And this is just a great jazz album. Just straight up. Just a great jazz album. If you want to, you know, if you want to do things around the house, if you want to, like, feel productive... Put on, put on your Queen is a Reptile by Sons of Kimmet, and then you will feel so energized. Like this, uh, Theon Cross, who plays the tuba, I've never seen someone play the tuba, or hear, per se, I've never seen him physically, but uh, to hear him play that instrument like it's a trumpet. Like he is literally playing like, you know, 16th notes uh, in really fast repetition on a tuba. Like, that's so crazy to have that talent to be playing so fast and so versatile with such a big instrument. And then we can't forget uh, Shabaka Hutchins, uh, who is the saxophonist, and he is just going off on, like, going alongside Theon's bass lines, doing his own thing as well. And it's just like, it's they play off each other so well. And so, if I mean, please, if you know, my queen is Harriet Tubman, give that a listen. If you're not into jazz, it's a very, you know, uh, not trying to quote the B movie here, but, you know, if you do like jazz, please give this a listen. If you don't, if you don't really listen to jazz that much, please make this your start because this is a, it's a great track. You can, you can hear the, the differentiation between, you know, the, the phases of the song. And I think that's really cool. And ultimately, you know, it's a driving forward song that honestly reminds me of, you know, just like how, you know, these, you know, Harry Tubman is creating this, like, you know, driving forward, moving forward. And I think that's kind of the theme of, because there's no, there's no, there's no singing in this song. So they have to perform it in a way to create a story. And I think that it really, pre, like, they're all moving forward. It gets quiet and then it builds and then it gets quiet and then it builds. I think really plays off of, you know, kind of the significance that Harriet Tubman had in our, in our culture, in our society, in our history. So again, Sons of Kimmet, my queen, uh, my queen is Harriet Tubman, off of Your Queen is a Reptile. If you do like this album, make sure you give Theon Cross. He it also individually made an album last year or two years ago. He made his own album. Uh, and I remember a song called Radiation that was really cool That off that song. And then Shabaka Hutchins has another band called The Comet Is Coming. And they had an album come out, I think, last year as well. So if you do like this one, check out Theon Cross and check out The Comet Is Coming as well. So that was our list that we went down. And then I had some post-show songs. And to go through the post-show songs, I went with Alex Cameron's Politics of Love. Um... Just kind of playing what we've been going through as a society right now, you know. Uh, there's no pol like the way the hook on the song is like you know. There's no politics in love, kind of meaning per se, and uh, you know you can be left wing, right wing, neutralist. Just make sure we're all out there, just loving each other and showing sympathy, showing empathy during these times. And I finished it off with a track by Father John Misty called When the God of Love Returns, There'll Be Hell to Pay, off of his album Pure Comedy. Now, Pure Comedy 
is an album that I've been listening to a lot now. And not only is it a great album musically, but it's themes of just society and there's a lot of, you know, it's it's a lot of dark humor. So it's a lot, it's really for me coping me- mechanism wise, you know, laughing at it is uh what's helping me get through these crazy uh unprecedented times as people would say. And this was one of the tracks that I felt has helped me through it, just to sit back, laugh, and uh, kind of take it a day at a time. And uh, that is it with our show that we'd had. Make sure, again, that you are following us on Instagram at reflexpod underscore radio. And that was our deep dive from 189 to 180. Make sure you catch us next Saturday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on the Live 365 uh website or app if you're going to look it up that way make sure you're looking up rehearsed reflex radio show and it'll pop up catch in, you know hop in a little early i'll be there with the pre-show playing a couple tracks and then we'll get started around nine or so wait a couple minutes for people to trickle in and then we get started and then next week we will be playing one or this weekend actually we will be playing 179 to 170 and those are some really cool albums this gap is really cool because a lot of the songs are very different so it's going to be almost like a variety playlist where you're not going to really hear the same thing twice so make sure you're staying up for that make sure you catch us also this friday when we do our band camp breakdown that are on fridays at 9 p.m eastern time as well on the live 365 website or app and if you're following the instagram reflex pod underscore radio all the links are in my bio and i will keep you up to date and i will send out links to the streams as well on certain posts and then i also do recaps as well i'll post recaps of so i'm recapping the show with a podcast but also through instagram as well so make sure you're following that ultimately and that will be it i'm very excited for the next live showings make sure you tune in for those and i will catch y'all with the podcast next week thank y'all